Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Roya Mosinian. <laughs> shalom, shalom, everybody. Guess what day it is? It's Monday, and you guessed it. That means it's Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. My name is Steve Miller, and I'm still flunking open i can't understand the hebrew language but that's okay because i've got my super co-host mr yakov Korin. everybody give it up for yakov thank you thank you thank you very much thank you Woo! hey hey i can't believe I, i'm here with steve my sidekick i mean i'm his sidekick what am i saying that's right you are my sidekick you are here to compliment me uh and to add and to talk when 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 proper <laughs> oh, okay. You have a very nice beard. Oh, wait. Not compliment with an I. It's compliment with an E. Hi, oh. I don't even understand that. Um, <laughs> let's say hello to our lovely listeners this week. We, of course, as usual, Yakov, we have the United States of China. We have Israel, Australia, ooh, Trinidad and Tobago, Canada, Indonesia. Oh, wow. And we've got. Goyang si Korea. Goyang, Goyang si Korea. I wonder if that's Anya Haseo. Anya Haseo. Uh, that's hello in Korean, and that's all I know in Korean. But Oh, okay. Well, it's better than what you knew in Turkey last week. All you knew was uh, uh, Sujaksu, bath water. Hot water. Uh, hot water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Sujaksu>. Oh, <laughs> and guess who just popped in? Germany. Hello, Germany. Germany. How are you? Guten Abend. Guten Abend. Good evening. Very good. Very good. Welcome, everybody, to another week of Lighten Up and another week of pure stupidity in this world. And when you want to find stupidity, this is the place you go. You come to me, Steve Miller, and now Yakov Klein, because we know stupid. <laughs> <laughs> stupid is and stupid does. That's right. Um, so anyway, uh, I, I was going to uh, – I had so much to uh, kind of talk about a personal level, but really, uh, how was your, uh, your Shabbat? Did you have a good uh, Shabbat, Yaakov? Did you do anything fun? Did you get married? Are you still single yet? What's going on? I got married and divorced. Oh, nice. I love that. That's awesome. It was a quick romance. <laughs> no. Um, no, actually, no, I did not. Um, I abstained from getting married and divorced, actually. <laughs> but uh, yes, it, it was a nice, uh, it was a nice peaceful Shabbat. Nice peaceful Shabbat. Yeah, yeah, Good. yeah. Good. It, it, it's uh, really interesting too that we, we brought up like marriage and divorce or whatever because um, at, at uh, the local uh, Chabad Shiur, uh, I'm sorry, sorry, lesson class uh, yes. yesterday before we we got it, we're getting in this book called Thank You. Thank you, God, for making me a woman, right? Okay. <laughs> Wait, but what if you're a man? Do you still say that? Thank you, God, for making me a woman? Yeah, it, it's the opposite, right, of the bracha, of, uh, of the blessing, and, you know, in the, the prayers you say, in, you know, in the morning, right? Um, because men say, thank you for not making me a woman. Which That's, of right. Is, That's right. That's right. I'm so not... glad I'm not a woman. <laughs> you don't have to worry about all those cycles. But... Um, but, uh, but 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 of course it's not negative. It's just you know because uh, because we're happy we get to do you know more more mitzvahs right right we we perform more more uh, more commandments than the women right because women are on a higher level. Shh, don't tell them that though. We'll never hear the end of it. 
That's right. So uh, for our listeners who don't aren't familiar, so we have to we say these blessings every morning. And one of the blessings that you say, and it's one of my favorite blessings. It says, uh, "Thank God I'm not a woman." <laughs> and but a lot of women, and especially the liberal leftist Jews, look at this. Judaism, Judaism is sexist. It's it's they 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 men are saying they're glad they're not us because we're so on a low level. And uh, I would just like to say you're correct. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> The opposite is true. <laughs> no, it, it, it's, it's exactly. It's the opposite. Uh, yeah. We're forced to be more Jewish. We're forced to do more mitzvahs. Why? Because men are morons. We are stupid. And if you look in the Torah, it's the men who have constantly made mistakes. And if it weren't for the Jewish women, I don't even think there'd be uh, a Jewish people. They literally saved the Jewish people. And uh, that's really oh, no. the truth. That's really the truth. But, uh, you know, uh, so many people want to call Judaism a, a sexist religion, whatever, or a sexist, well, I don't know, whatever. Um, but there's pl <laughs> plenty of respect for that estrogen. What'd you say? There's plenty of respect for that estrogen. That's right. Well, so I want to uh, get right into it. So our first story, which I want to do a follow-up. Now, last week, uh, you and I, we spoke about uh, Harvard, uh, the woman Claudine Gay, a uh, gay black woman who uh, can't... Uh, who doesn't who, seem very happy, uh, that's ironically. Right. Um, she, um, you know, if anyone doesn't know, <laughs> basically couldn't answer the question uh, if she thought that calling for the genocide of Jews... Uh, was was uh was called bullying it depended on the context <laughs> the context uh if you kill us or said not it, it only you know it only would matter maybe you know if it fell uh into the confines of conduct which is just a, a diplomatic way of saying you know that oh well you know it would only be dealt with and very strictly and strongly if it happened like like after the genocide you know after the That's murders right so, so we have some good very news. Sorry, of course. Well, I have good news. We have an update here. This just in on Lighten Up. That's my, uh, you know, breaking news sound effect. You like it? Uh, oh, oh, I, I love it. It's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Okay. Here's the. This comes from Politico. It says Harvard Governing Board activist says former president was a victim of racism. She finally stepped down. She 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 finally was forced to step down. And of course, she went on a tirade saying it was just because she was black. Now, of course, now it's not it's not uh, has anything to do with that. Maybe she's a big Jew hater. Um, but now um, she made a big stink about it. And not only that, but then now we find out that President Claudine's, uh, uh, Claudine Gay, first of all, she should have stepped down just because her last name is Gay. Uh, that's enough reason to leave your job. <laughs> it says uh, it's a resignation as an attack on black leaders, especially women. And um, not only um, was she forced to step down, but now it has been found out that she has committed plagiarism. Did you hear about this? Are you aware of this? Um, yes, yes, I actually, I actually am. I, I read up a little bit about it, and I can't believe the amounts, the number of incidents of plagiarism that she is guilty of. That she's being uh, allegedly, you know, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, light has been spilled on her plagiarism, basically, um, on her papers, and, and she hasn't written that many papers as an academic. Um, typically, they um, they're supposed to write, you know, maybe for someone in her uh, for how many years she served. As an academic, you know, she should have maybe 25, 30 or more papers she's written, you know, or 50, actually 50 even. She's written 11. And her incidents, 
within those papers, including and her dissertation, um, the incidence of plagiarism is now has risen to 50, 50 different incidents of plagiarism. Right. Now, she's like, she's now, like Joe Biden because Joe Biden plagiarized. <laughs> And that's why he had to. Uh, uh, hey, I didn't. I didn't plagiarize. That's why he had to. Uh, he uh, got out of the presidential presidential race in 1988 because they found out that he plagiarized in college. <laughs> Did you know that? Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's wild. But 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 anyway, check this out. So so Claudine Gay, um, there are 50 instances of, of plagiarism. Okay, think about this. You know, Stephen, how many incidents of plagiarism would it take for a Harvard student? to get uh, basically expelled. One. Yes. <laughs> yes. Possibly expelled. Definitely um, uh, actions taken against that person, but uh, possibly even expelled. One. Okay. That's, and that's she right. broke it only, only 50 times, you know. And uh, the thing is, though, is that, you know, you mentioned, well, maybe because she's a Jew hater. Well, she well, she is, obviously. She's racist against Jews. You know, she's fine with genocide of Jews, calling for genocide of Jews. But but the thing is, is that that was not why she uh, was uh, was forced to resign in the end by the board. And the board is probably just as guilty. But um, the reason why she was forced to resign was because people started talking and entered the media cycle of all her incidences of plagiarism. Yeah. So so, so the, the, the racism against Jews had nothing to do with it, nothing to do with it in her case. In her, now, McGill, she, she was forced to, right, to resign, but, but that was, you know, that was due to the racism. She, there was no incidence of, of plagiarism uh, brought up in her case. Um, and, well, of course, she's Caucasian. McGill's Caucasian. Uh, but yet we have Claudia Gay. You mean she's white? You, know, you mean she's screaming, white? Yeah. She's white. She, she's a she's cracker. Screaming she's screaming that, that racism that she was asked to resign had nothing to do with the incidences of plagiarism. That's right. <laughs> well, guess who came to her defense? Of course, civil rights activist Reverend Al Sharpton. Yeah. Oh. yeah Reverend Al. He said, who supports gay? He supports being gay, Reverend Al Sharpton saying. <laughs> he says, I support her resignation. Is it? It's it's an assault on the health. It's an assault on the strength. It's an, uh, it's an assault on the future of diversity, equity, and inclusion. <laughs> That's what he says. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. We're, I mean, for some reason, doesn't that sound racist? Like when race is more important, the race of, of the person who uh, is fulfilling the requirements of a job, when that's more important, is, isn't that racist? I mean, than, than the qualifications? Look here, I don't know. But uh, as Reverend Al Sharpton, I'd say that uh, now that uh, looky here, she she is uh, she is, this is an attack on on a black woman and especially a black gay woman. Yes, yes, you know it's, it's an attack on, on, the, on the black woman named McGill. Oh wait, she's Caucasian. Never mind. That's right. Um, <laughs> anyway, so oh my God, good news. But, 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 did you, at least did you she's hear gone. Stephen? She's gone. She's gone. So that's all. She's that really gone. Matters. She's gone. She's gone. But but did you did you hear that she's not gone, actually? Yes, she she uh, in the end and the board was, you know, running cover for her the whole time. Uh, but just because, you know, due to the, the media cycle regarding her plagiarism. So they decided to convince her to, to step down. But guess what? She's not gone for, from Harvard. She's still uh, going to be a professor um, in the uh, political science department. Right. Well, so is McGill. She's not really gone either. So it really doesn't matter. But they're, you know, I'm just saying, you know, ding dong, the witch is dead. Yeah. <laughs> ding dong, the black gay witch is dead. Black gay witch is dead. Anyway. All right. That's enough of that. Uh, 
So here, we're going to move on because I don't care about her. <laughs> but if you have an opinion on, in uh, South Korea, Shalom, give us a call. You will give us a call. What you think? Here's a really cool uh, thing that I found here. To to, um, to do you find yourself really kind of forgetting things? Do you have a good Israel memory, Yakov? Usually I do. Wait, wait, I forget. Okay. Hi-oh! Yeah. Um, so I found this article. It says 10 simple habits that lead to a better memory. Would you like to hear what you, what we can all do to, to, to make sure we have a, a better memory? Some of these things are so stupid. Uh, oh, I can't wait. Let's hear it. Yeah. So, uh, the first one is, well, it's really in no particular order. It's just how fastly I can uh, scroll. How scroll stupid down. are they? It says, uh, the first one is stay extremely busy, especially if you're in retirement. Okay, Yaakov, stay busy. So that's one. So apparently if you stay busy, you won't forget stuff. Let me tell you something. I'm very busy, and I can't remember anything. So there goes that theory. Uh, here's another one. It says, enjoy the right kinds of games. Part one. <laughs> There's two parts to this. So you have to enjoy. Oh, wait, enjoy, enjoy the right kinds of gays or games? Ah, uh, <laughs> you have to enjoy uh, 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 Miss Gay from Harvard. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no games, not gays. Uh, but that's very funny. Um, crossword puzzles. That's very good for helping your memory. Um, and also it says to enjoy the right kinds of games. Part two. Uh, here's one. Here's a hobby that will help you with your memory. Bird watching. <laughs> Bird watching is going to help with your memory. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I have no idea how that happens. Uh, I, I'm not going to go into it, but but apparently, uh, if you if you stare at birds, it helps with your uh, with your uh, bird watching. Oh. I, I mean, I, I kind of get the crossword puzzles. You know, you kind of have to work that gray matter. I mean, right. but even if it is kind of square. Here's one. Ready? <laughs> You're going to like this because you do this a lot. Read for pleasure versus reading for pain. I read for pain. <laughs> How is that how oh, of course who when you no read pain, no that's pain. all you do is read for pleasure I mean who reads uh, to torture yourself I, I don't understand yeah, I, I'm not sure I mean basically the the essence if, if, if you distill human behavior down in every situation whatever it is whether it's us acting like clowns or um, or, or, or people who you know have a goal to achieve something it's about pleasure it's about pleasure. That's right. But apparently uh, there's people who read for uh, pain. Uh, anyway, here's one. Don't be afraid to take naps. Are you afraid to take naps, Yakov? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm afraid to take naps. I'm afraid to, like, shampoo my hair and, and find someone standing there in the shower. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I always feel like somebody's watching, watching me. me. I uh, have here... no privacy. Whoa. <laughs> Very good. Uh, here's one uh, that you'll like. It's called, uh, this one's stupid. It's called Wear a Sleep Mask at Night. What are you, Batman over here? Wear a sleep mask? How is that going to How is wearing a wear mask? How? Wear a mask like it's COVID to sleep. And when you go to bed, and, and, you, and, it'll, uh, and it'll help your memory. Uh, and here's, uh, here's another one. Improve, improve the lighting in your house. <laughs> Apparently, if, if, you're, if, you're, uh, if, you're, uh, if your lighting is bright, you'll... Uh, It'll help your memory. And uh, let's see the last one here. Oh, here's one. Here's the last one. They save the best for last. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm ready. If you want to improve your uh, memory, everybody, the top ten reasons. Here's the number one reason. Walk backwards. 
Walk like an Egyptian. That's right. No, oh, wait, don't wait. even don't even walk like an Egyptian. That's walking forward, babe. I'm talking walking oh, backwards. Um, it says oh, I'm here. Sorry. Moonwalk, moonwalk, then moonwalk. Yeah, moonwalk <laughs> like Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson and wear a very shiny glove. It says. Uh, I, I I just saw this video. I just saw this video uh, yesterday of a cat, a cat watching Michael Jackson on the television set, um, doing the moonwalk, performing on stage, and and the cat, this orange cat, tried to do the moonwalk. <laughs> oh, I'd like to see that. Uh, send me that video. Here it says I, here it says here London uh, researchers in London tested whether people could trigger memories by walking backwards. Sure enough, it worked, Yakov. At least often enough to be published in this journal. <laughs> That's what it says. There's no 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 numbers. There's no figures, no statistics. It just says, sure enough, it worked. So that's good enough for us to uh, report it in this uh, journal. They must have forgot all the data. Yeah, they I couldn't guess. remember the data. <laughs> hey, we have two uh, new we have two new listeners: China and Sweden. Hello, hello, China. Hello, China. Um, shishi, shishi, we're listening. Yeah, that's all I know in Chinese. Is thank you. But anyway. Uh, Okay. Oh, oh, and how are you? Ni hao ma. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's, here's what I know. Uh, you pick up order in 10 minutes. 10 minutes, your food ready. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for ordering Chinese food on, on Christmas. It is a very mysterious Jewish tradition. <laughs> Kung Pao chicken. 10 minutes. Come pick up. You ever notice that? Whenever you order Chinese food, it doesn't matter. You can order for 20 people. It's always ready in 10 minutes. 10 minutes. You pick up 10 minutes. <laughs> It, it makes you wonder how long it was on the fire, or, or they, did they just have huge commercial stoves? I don't know. You know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so we're going to move on. I have some – oh, did you want to say something? I, I did. I did. I, I know. I'm interrupting. But what can I say? I, I found something super interesting. Um, actually, Massachusetts – a Massachusetts SEAL that evaded capture ends up turning himself into police. Wait, what? What was that? What did you just say? A Massachusetts seal, an animal, a seal. Yeah. A Massachusetts seal evaded capture, but then in the end, felt bad and turned. He turned himself into police. Did he walk? Locals he... nicknamed the seal Schubert for uh, after the name of a pond uh, at which he was discovered. Why so, was he on uh, the run? Why was he on the run from the police? <laughs> why what did was he, he do? on the run? Why was he on the lamb? Even though he's a seal, but I'm bump. Oh my um, god. A, a, a gray seal that wandered into a pond and that authorities were unable to catch on Friday turned himself in by wading into the police station. Oh, excuse me. Oh, no, he, he wades into water, but he waddled. He waddled into the police station, according to a report by the Associated Press. The seal was initially found in Shoe Pond, so he's nicknamed Schubert, um, in, in Beverly, Massachusetts, where he's believed to have traveled through drainage pipes and a river. That dude is like Indiana Jones of the seals, let me tell you. Wow. Wow. Can you do an impression of a seal? No, that, 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 first of all, that's not uh, that's maybe a duck, but I have no idea what that is. <laughs> you know, it's been a long time. <laughs> well, since... since I've been hanging out with the seals. But, <laughs> but did you hear about this one? Need to beat the heat. You got another one? Manny Shevitz frozen gefilte dogs. Wait, wait, go ahead. Repeat it because I overstood. Go ahead. What is it? Need to beat the heat? How about Manny Shevitz frozen gefilte dogs? I mean, doesn't that just get your your salivating glands going? 
Yakov, how old is that story? Can I tell you something? We did that story like a year ago. I remember that oh. story. Oh, whoops. what's, yeah, you know, what's August, the date August on that story? Hey, hey, Yakov, stick to just being my sidekick. Look at you. You're trying to take over the show, and you're pulling articles from two years ago, burp. <laughs> what's the date on that article? What's the date on that article? Do you have it in oh, front of you? Uh, August 28th, 2022. 2022. What, what's the year now? Uh, it's 2024. Yeah, wow. yeah. Here's a, here, let me give a you year a little, and a half. <laughs> Yakov, let me give you a little show business advice, uh, especially on this show when it's about like current events and news. Try to get news articles that are current. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that would be helpful, wouldn't it? Right. Yes, but I, I, I remember I that story. We did that when story. I saw the title of the article, it was just freaking hilarious. <laughs> I understand. We, we, uh, me and my old uh, co-host, Matt Zucker, uh, did that. Uh, uh, that's how old that story is. Uh, we oh did that gosh. story. We did that story. What we did stick. that story when I was living in the United States. Oh, by the way, for our listeners who don't know, uh, I'm here in Israel, and uh, Yaakov is in California, so it's very early in the morning. Good morning, Yaakov. Do, are you, uh, maybe you should drink some coffee good morning or good evening yes thank you uh i have my coffee right here i should partake okay yes it's sip. after 7 a.m here in california on the left coast uh the okay. pacific coast that's right uh and i'm here in hedera how well. lefty is it <laughs> uh anyway so here guess what i have some uh, amazing entertainment news guess which celebrity just shared with the world and that she found out that she's really a Jew. Guess who? Oh, which one now? Uh, take a guess. Just take one guess. Um, Claudine Gay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, oh, there you go. See, this is what I hired you for to just do that. Um, it's the old co comic formula recall recall <laughs> that's right no rock star Alanis Morissette uncovers her family's holocaust history she's actually Jewish babe dang it's, you know it's here. I always kind of felt like sort of a Jewish vibe it's like I don't know it seems like it could be partly Jewish vibe there I don't know listen to this listen to this so what did you find out what did you find listen out tell this. us Stephen it, it's leave us in, in I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving anything. It says here, seven-time seven-time Grammy Award winner Alanis Morissette explores her family's Jewish past, which she was said to kept a secret from her. From it was kept a secret from her for most of her life. Um, she goes, I think I found out that I was Jewish in my late twenties. I don't know. Uh, Morissette. Uh, she told a host, and, and she needs uh, to do and, those memory exercises, and then she'd remember better. You know? That's right. Well, her parents hid it from her. Both her parents are Jewish. Um, Both? She was. Well, yeah, she, it says here, Morissette, 49, she was raised Catholic and is now a practicing Buddhist. So I guess she doesn't really care about being a Jew. <laughs> but her mother, her mother's name Would is... Would that be uh, a cashew or a Jubu? <laughs> I don't know. But her mother's name is uh, Georgia uh, Fjörstein or Flowerstein. She was born in Hungary uh, to two Holocaust uh, survivor parents. Uh, uh, parents. And uh, I, her, her parents, I think her mother hid, uh, hid her, her Judaism from her because, uh, because of anti-Semitism. And I don't know, they were just very, uh, very scared. Uh, it says here, it says her mother, I understand, yeah, it says scared. here, it says here, um, she, uh, the Holocaust was so traumatic for her mother that they kept their Jewishness a secret for many years. Um, but anyway, so uh, in honor of her uh, uh, announcing that she is one of the tribe, 
but yet she's still uh, worshiping idols as a Buddhist. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I wrote I, I, I wrote one of her songs. You know, one of her most famous songs is uh, You Ought to Know. So I kind of like... You uh, Ought to Know? Okay. Uh, you Ought to Know. That's one of her uh, famous songs. You aware of that? Can you sing it for us? I'm going to sing it for you. So just, you know, pipe down. All right? This is... this is <laughs> she, re, she rewrote the song after she found out she was Jewish. So I just want to... It was on... I just want to share it with, with the world, especially with China. Okay. It says this is she rewrote this is the she rewrote the song for you ought to know it says I want you to know that I am a big Jew an older version of me is she Jewish like me will she go to shul at night does she speak Yiddish to you and would she would she give a Brit for your baby? Because the matzo balls that I cooked for you weren't able to be hot enough for you. And I'm here to remind you that I'll nag you till the day you die. Because you ought to know that I'm a big Jew, but I love Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> I love Buddha. <laughs> that's why uh, she rewrote the song. That's, that's the actual song that she rewrote. <laughs> nice, nice. I have to download that MP, MP4 or, or just use it, add it to my streaming service. That's right. <laughs> and then, and then the other song uh, she wrote, uh, the song. It's ironic. She goes, "Isn't it ironic that I'm a Jew? Isn't it ironic that I love Buddha?" <laughs> anyway. It's an ironic that she's a boo, a boo Jew, a Jew boo. Anyway, so well, uh, welcome to the tribe, Alanis Morissette. Where uh, we would love to have you, and uh, yeah, so she's a Jew, babe. What do you think about that? <laughs> wow, wow, wow! All right, well, one more, one more to the tribe. Uh, now, if she could just, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, stop bowing titles. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, no offense to no offense to any uh, Asians or Chinese out there, listeners. That's we right. love you. <laughs> Here's a. Uh, Here's a little um, holiday story for all our non-Jewish listeners. I um, This is a cute little story. Um, do you ever wonder, like, as a Jew, what happens to the unsold Christmas trees? <laughs> I do. Not really, but but sure, let's have it. <laughs> I often wonder. What do they get what what, what, Exactly. Actually, unsold Christmas trees are on the menu for elephants and bison at the Berlin Jew in Germany. And Germany is listening right now. Hello, Germany. You you like to feed your elephants and bisons Christmas trees. Aye. So yeah. This so is very, um, very fascinating. Yes, it says <laughs> um, it says here the tree treats. That's what they're calling them. The tree treats were unwrapped Thursday. Uh, this was last week, uh, which has become an, an annual event. Elephants tore off branches with their trunks and either go gobbled them up or tossed them around their enclosure. And the European bison nestled into the trees before start uh, starting to munch on them so apparently in germany germany likes to take their christmas trees that are unbought they don't they don't give them used christmas trees because oh they don't you know, give them used i wonder why <laughs> yeah right they, they said they, they made sure to uh to uh tell us that in the article they said the the the, the zoo the berlin zoo does not give them used christmas tree you know with the balls on it and stuff because uh that could hurt the elephant <laughs> <laughs> only the sterilized uh, crit, uh untouched that's christmas right trees. so but in only germany only the in Germany, okay. that's what's that's what's going on in Germany, babe. The uh, the, the elephants okay. the elephants are eating Christmas trees. <laughs> so, 
Oh. I don't know. I thought that was kind of an interesting story. <laughs> I never thought of you know, I never thought of anyone munching on, on on trees, let alone Christmas trees. Okay. Well, you know, here in Israel, there's a zoo in Jerusalem, and uh, we like to. Uh, there's a uh, a gorilla cage, uh, and uh, what the Jews do uh, after Hanukkah, we throw uh, menorahs at them, and they could uh, chew on them or play with them or do whatever they want. We we take old menorahs and chuck them in the uh, gorilla cage, <laughs> and then they can nestle up to them. Okay. That's right. They actually like to light the menorahs, and uh, I don't know, just whatever. <laughs> anyway, they're just trying so, to lighten up their space. That's what they're that's what they're doing in Germany. The, the elephants. We love. Give me some of those Christmas trees. I am a German elephant, and I love Christmas trees. <laughs> How very patriotic of them. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, but but uh, hey, elephants never forget, so they they don't need that article on how to improve your memory, you know. Oh, that's right. Elephants do have a uh, a, a good wonderful uh, memory. Memory, yeah. That's right. Now, there's another. Where a comrade falls, actually, even and, and feel sad. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. They're amazing creatures. Amazing creatures. Okay, what are you, Jack Hanna? Now, all right. <laughs> I don't know who Jack Hanna is. <laughs> he was the he was the animal guy that always used to go on the Carson show. Come on, man. Oh, of course I remember that. <laughs> All right, whatever. Our listeners don't even know who that. You think anyone in China or Cuba or the Russia knows who uh, the Jack Hanna is? It's just a private joke for myself. Anyway, uh, here here's a here's a good story. Now, do do you smoke weed over there in California? Um. I, I'm not saying anything. No, I, I'm joking. Uh, me personally, no. But of course, it's very popular here. Very popular. You you can't go more than a few blocks uh, sometimes without uh, smelling it. Actually, okay. Well, here, there's a study. Uh, this is here's. Uh, it says here this article: Can cannabis improve exercise experience? It says here a study of 42 runners reveals that using cannabis before exercise can boost mood and enjoyment. The study shows that both THC and CBD can enhance exercise experience, with CBD even outperforming the THC in some aspects. It says, however, THC can make exercise feel more effortful due to the increased heart rate. So while you're smoking a joint and your heart rate's uh, racing, uh, you know, it seems like you're doing more work than you actually are. While cannabis may improve enjoyment, it's not considered a performance-enhancing a performance enhancing drug, and its use should be approached <laughs> with caution. That's what it says. It says here um, <laughs> that so it's good that people should light up and go for a run. Just go... <sighs> Hey man, I think I think uh, well, I think I could bench that three hundred pounds now. Hey Steven, I was gonna come over and help you move that dresser, but then I got high. <laughs> Excuse me, hey, I have to I go was run a marathon. Give you back back the uh, twenty shekels I owed you, but then I got high. That's right. It <laughs> says here a bit of weed before a workout can boost motivation and make exercise more enjoyable. Really, all it does for me is give me the munchies so I can exercise, but then I'm going to kill a bag of Oreos afterwards. I mean, so I thought point? when people smoked it, it was very, rather enjoyable already. I mean, even without the exercise, right? Uh, isn't that kind of the point? <laughs> well, it, it, it serves no purpose because you're just going to eat, you know, junk afterwards because you get the munchies. <laughs> right? You're going you're gonna to get the munchies. Uh, for some people, they get very paranoid. I tried it once. I got very paranoid. It was just insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I I one time smoked. Uh, 
I one time smoked a bag of weed and then I went on a marathon run and I literally, I, I won the race because the whole time I thought a, a, a bear was chasing me. A bear actually was behind me and, it, <laughs> a, and, and bears and elephants. And it was like I was in the movie Jum Jumanji. <laughs> Jumanji, Jumanji. Oi, oi, right. oi. Um, <laughs> you, you know, you know, one thing, too, uh, uh, something else that marijuana does, too, is it actually does interfere with your memory, actually. Well, whatever. It's good for exercise. So toke up, everybody, and go go to the gym. <laughs> toke up, go to the gym, uh, run your 4Ks, races. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, oh, here's some uh, Israeli news since the show, uh, since we're on Israel News Talk Radio. I guess we should do a story about Israel. Hey, guess what? Guess who's being sued? Israel. The country of Israel is going to court this week to defend themselves because the country of South Africa is suing them for genocide. hi -o. <laughs> did, you, did you hear about that? Um, I, I did a little bit. I, I, I didn't go in detail, but yeah, yeah, I heard something about that. It's, it's like, it's, it's insane. It's absurd. Uh, yeah, Israel is, uh, they have the uh, Dream Team uh, attorneys. Uh, you know, the, the guys that got OJ off, uh, they hired all of them to, to, make, to get Israel off scot-free. So, so they're, not, they don't, <laughs> they're not found guilty of genocide. So now all Israel has to do is stop taking its, uh, uh, it, it's uh, what do they call that? Uh, uh, you know, when, when you feel pain in, in your bones, you know, in your hands? Um, no, I don't. <laughs> well, I'm, glad, glad, I'm glad we don't suffer from that. But um, uh, arthritis, arthritis, arthritis. In, 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 in the hands, right? Uh, uh, now all Israel has to do is stop taking its arthritic drugs, right? So the gloves uh, won't fit. That's right. Johnny Cochran is, is actually, they're resurrecting Johnny Cochran, and uh, he's going to be the lead attorney for Israel uh, at the International <laughs> Court. And, um, you know, uh, South Africa, which is probably one of the biggest anti-Semitic racist countries in the world, um, they, uh, they're accusing Israel of genocide. And all they want is Israel to just stop the war. Just, just stop fight. Just stop killing uh, Arabs. Just, just cease. We want a permanent ceasefire. So they're taking Israel to court. And I just find that absolutely hysterical. <laughs> I, I mean, the level of, of lack of self-awareness and, and irony is just off the charts. I know. I don't. I, I, this world is insane. But that's why we're here on uh, Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. We're here to bring you the stupidity of the international court. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So we want to wish uh, Johnny Cochran and uh, the Dream Team good luck in defending Israel against um, South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when will it end? When will it end? It's, it never ends. It's been going on since uh, for four four thousand years. Uh, no I one's ever going to. No one. No one's ever going to like us. Can you just like us, please? What did we do that is so bad? Why does everyone hate us? I mean, you know, come on, man. In the words of Joe Biden, come on, man. <laughs> Where would we be without our our humor, our coping mechanism? That's right. Well, here, here is an interesting story that I think you're going to like. Uh, this is uh, this. Um, what's the title here? Uh, hold on. It says here, Toronto man runs 242 marathons in one year. Are you a runner? Uh, I, I was actually up until a year and a half ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Well, maybe you should well, start, you should uh, start uh, doing uh, drugs, doing and then you'll uh, get back into exercise. You know, I, I need to find my, my local marijuana de- dealer. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So it says here a Toronto man who ran 242 freestyle marathons. Uh, 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 what does it say here? Over the course of uh, 2023, may have broken the world record. It's his name is Ben Pobjoy, who called his project the Marathon Earth Challenge. That's what he he gave his own personal marathon a name. He traveled. This is where he <laughs> ran. This is where he ran. He he traveled across North America. He ran North America, South America, Europe, Africa, and Asia, running 26.2 miles in each location. He ended up running a total of 242 of his solo marathon miles in 2023 in an attempt to break the Guinness World Record for the most marathons completed in one year. The record is currently held by a United States man named Forrest Gump. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah, it's a, I, I, it says, you know, I don't, uh, Jenny, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, just, I just had to run. So I ran. I don't know. Something in me just got up and said, uh, uh, Forrest, uh, run. And I ran. I ran. And I ran. And I ran. Run, and, Forrest, and, run. That's right. With my magic legs. And I ran until one day I just stopped and said, you know what? I don't want to run anymore. <laughs> anyway, so um. this guy uh, this guy ran. Uh, I don't know. He must be smoking a lot of weed from our last story because... Uh, it's unbelievable to run 242 uh, marathons. It's unbelievable. Anyway, run, Forrest, run. He needs a brain replacement. Anyway, <laughs> so I thought you'd enjoy that story. <laughs> Retreads. <laughs> Retread. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like running. And then I smoked a joint and I ran some more. <laughs> anyway. Well, I don't know how much time we've got. You've got to uh, probably move on soon. Up, I think our producer is saying something. It says Israel is typing. Oh, no more drug talk, please. Oh, we're offending people. Okay, see, I get in trouble all the time. All right, sorry. Oh, moving on. Okay, we're moving on. Here, here's a good story. This is actually um, scientists discover an amazing practical use for leftover coffee grounds. It says here. Oh, oh what is it? It Where says here we would uh, we would be uh, producing concrete. Concrete. They're taking coffee grounds and make and turning it into concrete so they can be the foundations of buildings and cement. All for climate change. So next time you're in your uh, office building, it's being held up by Folgers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I think we should take that with a coffee green assault. You know, I'm just saying. It says here. We could be producing concrete that's 30% stronger by processing and adding charred coffee grounds to the mix, researchers in Australia discovered. Hello, mate! Their clever recipe could solve multiple problems at the same time. Every year, the world produces a staggering 10 billion pounds of coffee waste. Wow! That's a lot of Colombian coffee, man. Anyway, it says most ends up in landfills. The disposal of organic waste possess an environmental challenge. So now coffee is destroying the world. And it says here... uh, (laughs) But coffee's organic. It's from a plant. It's a bean. (laughs) I know. And it says here, environmental challenge as it emits large amounts of greenhouse gases, including methane and carbon dioxide, which contribute to climate change. Uh, Oh, along with the cow farts. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, it says here, uh, with a booming construction market globally, there's also an ever-increasing demand for resource-intensive in concrete, causing another set of environmental ch challenges. So basically, they heat up the coffee uh, grounds. Um, I'm trying to. It tells you how they do it. It says here, organic products like coffee grounds can't be added directly to concrete because they leak chemicals that weaken the building. <laughs> That's nice. It says here, so using low energy levels, the team heated coffee waste to over 350 degrees Celsius uh, while depriving it of oxygen. This process is called priorizing. I think that's how I pronounce it. It said it breaks down the organic molecules, resulting in a porous, carbon-rich charcoal called biochar. This is insane. Uh, biochar. That can, that can, Someone needs like to work they, on their branding. Yeah, it says that can form bonds with and thereby incorporate itself into the cement mix. So I guess when you heat it up, it bonds. But they're not really sure. They haven't tested it out enough. So uh, next time uh, when you're at work, everybody, and you're, you're drinking on your coffee break, uh, you never know. You could be in a building uh, made out of Sanka. If it's decaf, then you better get out <laughs> of that building because it's definitely going to collapse. Hello. The name is Bond. Biotar Bond. Bo yeah, Bo Bohar or whatever. It sounds like some trying to transformer. Bohar. Botar. Bojangles. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Oh, hey, hey. What is Bojangles anyway? Where does it come from? I don't know. Are you going to tell us? <laughs> no. I, that's a sincere question. Well, then, <laughs> I don't know where it's from. I just heard it. Heard it. Heard it said. Spoken. Well, here. So I've got a great story that we can that it's a great light. It's a perfect lighten up story, and and it comes out of Florida. Uh, you're gonna love this. This is a good story that we can uh, you know we can end on. Um, <laughs> here's the title. It says exploding toilet at a Dunkin' Donuts store in Florida left a customer filthy and injured lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! An exploding this? toilet. Oh. Did you hear? It says here a customer filed a negligent lawsuit against Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, uh, <laughs> apparently, Dunkin' didn't turn in their coffee grains. Well, it's because they they're actually their toilet was made out of coffee grounds, and that's why it exploded. <laughs> that's why it exploded. <laughs> it was inferior. <laughs> it says here the lawsuit against Dunkin' Donuts claiming the 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 the, the, the uh, what do you call the person who's got the claim? The plaintiff. Uh, yes. Okay. The plaintiff is is not to be named because he's embarrassed because the toilet exploded and let's just say the toilet was filled. Okay? It, he was a it, bit schmutzig afterwards. He had a, a lot of schmutz on him. Uh, it it yeah. says here uh, the dunk that he's claiming he was injured by an exploding toilet at one of the coffee chain's locations in central Florida. He's seeking more than $100,000 in a lawsuit filed Wednesday in a state court in Orlando, claiming he suffered severe and long-term injuries. That's right. He, he has to go to therapy after a toilet explodes on him. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> it covered him. Everything that the toilet was filled with, it, it, it completely covered him. Um, and it says an employee told him that they were aware of the problem, the problem with the toilet. Dunkin' Donuts knew that they had exploding toilets and didn't do anything about it. And the, all this guy wants is $100,000. Are you kidding me? I'd get a lot more than that. Wait, wait, wait. The lawsuit claims that the Dunkin' Donuts knows that they have exploding toilets. I mean, this is an ongoing phenomena. I mean, I mean, he what said, is this like, like the geyser in Yosemite Park? I mean, not Yosemite, uh, the other one. No, 
he said, he said an employee told him that they were aware of the problem with the toilet. It says when contacted Thursday by email for more details um, by his attorney, uh, Scott Bradley said he was tied up and couldn't answer the questions. <laughs> I guess the, he was the attorney, tied up. The, the attorney well, what was he busy company, doing? He was probably on the toilet anyway. Uh, <laughs> so he suffered a lot of bodily injuries and uh, he's going to sue uh, Dunkin Donuts. Wow. Wow. That's insane. That is insane. Well, uh, let's wish him a speedy recovery and uh, what have you. And hopefully he'll be back to uh, running. That's right. <laughs> you got exploding toilets. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I would get more than a uh, more than a hundred thousand dollars. But uh, anyway, Yakov, listen, we got about sixty seconds left. What would you like to wrap the show up? What would you like to say to our listeners who who thankfully joined us today on an on an amazing, beautiful day here in the Holy Land? I want to say thank you for uh, for participating in our show and and uh, helping us uh, hopefully bring a little bit of of light. Of lightheadedness, no, not, not lightheadedness, uh, but but rather levity, levity uh, into your lives. That's right, and because they didn't we just can't take everything everything too seriously. That's right, and they didn't participate. It was really just me and you, but that's okay. I want to thank them all. That's why we need to have them call in. No, that's right. That's all right. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening on Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. Please come join us again next week. Shavuot Tov, everybody, and God bless. Shavuot Tov. Bye.